Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Join Bloomberg in San Francisco or virtually on May 7th for The Future Investor, Data-Powered Transformations. This 2024 event series will examine how data is not only playing a pivotal role in investment decisions, but serves as a driving force behind the construction of innovative, investable enterprises. This series is proudly sponsored by Invesco QQQ. Register at BloombergLive.com slash futureinvestor slash radio. Right, joining us now is uh, Lindsay Piagza, Chief Economist at Stiefel, to preview the uh, U.S. jobs report numbers coming out Friday morning, Wall Street time. Now, um, Lindsay, will you be going through it and looking particularly at two items? One will be, of course, the headline and the second being the average hourly wages. Well, I think right now the headline number certainly will be driving at least the knee-jerk reaction from the market. We are looking for a rise around 250,000, which is a noticeable slowdown from the over 300,000 pace we saw in August and a, a further retreat from roughly 500,000 in July. But this should be enough to maintain the characterization of solid job creation, as we've heard from the Fed. But the other thing that I think I'm going to be focused on more is the unemployment rate, because we have seen the unemployment rate tick up slightly. But this has been primarily a reflection of workers on the sidelines coming back into the labor market, mm. seeking gainful employment. So it may be quite counterintuitive, but I would argue that a further backup in the unemployment rate, at least near term, may be a positive indicator of labor market conditions. So we're in a sort of bad news is good news period for the stock market. Uh, the only thing is not too bad, right? You don't want the the uh, the report to to suggest that we're tumbling down into recession. What's a number that would be say friendly to risk assets? I think at this point, anything above 200,000 is going to be seen as still solid and keeping the Fed very firmly on their pathway to higher interest rates. So in order for more of an expectation of a pivot or a softer tone from the Fed, we would have to see a noticeably disappointing read below 200,000 and maybe even coupled with a stronger reversal in the unemployment rate, pushing up to 3.8 or maybe even closer to, to 4%. So, I mean, what would the Fed really be taking from this? What would they like to be seeing? Well, I, I think they're pleased with the idea that the economy is slowing. After all, that is the point of raising the cost of borrowing. You tap down consumption, tap down investment. And by extension, then you do see a slowdown in the economy, which results in more benign inflation. So I, in part, I, I think a slower than expected or weaker than expected employment report would be seen as a positive indication that earlier policy metrics are already having the intended effect on the economy. Yeah, I suppose, you know, the Fed's talking about maybe getting um, unemployment up to four and a half to five percent, but they wouldn't want it to happen too fast. Right. They wouldn't be happy, for instance, to see actually a, a loss of jobs in this report. 
Well, that, that's exactly the point. It's this delicate balance. They do want to see a slowdown of destruction and demand, but at the same time, they don't want to see the economy falling off a cliff. At that point, it's too late, and it's very clear then the Fed has gone above and beyond the level of tightening that's appropriate to rein in price pressures. Okay, with that, all of this in mind, how do you see growth faring in all this? Because it, it does, of course, seem that the, uh, uh, the killing the beast of inflation is being done with, of course, uh, a little regard for what really happens ultimately with growth. That would 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 see would seem to be the case. But uh, give me a sense of how how low growth uh, could they tolerate. Well, without a more robust return of the consumer, the U.S. economy is unlikely to improve markedly from that that slump that we've seen across the first six months of the year. But this does seem to be quite counter uh, counter to what the Fed has been predicting in terms of positive growth for not only this year, but an acceleration in activity to 2023. I, I don't think the Fed is going to necessarily be looking too much at top line GDP because it is so backward looking. I think more important will be those monthly reports, not only on consumer spending, but job creation, of course, first and foremost, the inflation numbers. So in looking at the jobless uh, claims data today, what did you make of that? I mean, they rose more than expected, but but um, still kind of at low levels, right? Yeah, exactly. We, we have seen some increased volatility over the past couple of weeks, but really in this tight range, only slightly above the, the very low levels that we've seen. And, and so from a jobless claims perspective, again, that data point really is not going to be moving the needle. The Fed will be focused on the Friday jobs report well beyond any sort of movement that we're seeing in claims, unless we see a discernible upward trend being established in those numbers. Lindsay, in terms of what the Fed is is trying to do here, we heard from Scott Miner today that it, it's it's always during Fed hiking cycles that you get mistakes. And I, as an economist, I'm and not a market uh, player. I'm kind of curious in your thoughts on this. I mean, is the Fed moving so fast that something will break, uh, something in the financial system? The Fed essentially is trying to break the economy, not necessarily break the markets, but the markets will be a reflection of how weak the economy becomes. And so it's sort of a but I mean more like a systemic at this point. But I, I, as far I mean where, where it sort of um, uh, is, it has systemic uh, importance. It breaks something that is just too big. Well, arguably, we saw the, the indications of breakage overseas. And of course, the BOE was quick to jump in. And I would imagine that if we saw a similar scenario play out here in the U.S., the Fed would be forced to move off of that pathway uh, of whatever it costs in order to bring down inflation and focus on stabilizing financial markets. Now, they yeah. haven't said as much, and they want to continue to convince the markets that inflation is their their focus. But if that volatility sets in, I suspect I'm taking a much more dovish tone. Lindsay, thank you. Lindsay Piegs, uh, Chief Economist at Stiefel. Join Bloomberg in San Francisco or virtually on May 7th for The Future Investor, Data-Powered Transformations. This 2024 event series will examine how data is not only playing a pivotal role in investment decisions, but serves as a driving force behind the construction of innovative, investable enterprises. This series is proudly sponsored by Invesco QQQ. Register at BloombergLive.com slash Future Investor slash radio.